This is the Hog Kong Football Last one of this season, Hong Kong Football Podcast coming to you from Kowloon, Hong Kong, in a week in which Kitchi's treble men beat Taipo again, Paulinho missing a pen. We've got everything you need to know as the season in Hong Kong draws to its conclusion. We'll talk about the FA Cup final, transfer gossip, and maybe a few end-of-term reflections from 2017-2018. We are still Hong Kong's premier weekly English-language local football podcast. My name, as always, is James Legg, and I am joined, as always, by Tobias Zusa. Toby, hello. Hello, everyone. Have you listened to our interview with Christian Vados yet? I have, yes. It's a great interview. It is, yeah. You should listen, listeners. <laughs> if you get the chance after you've listened to this one, listen to our interview with player of the season, Christian Vadoc of Kitschi, and newly returned to the Hungarian national team, as we discussed Last week, well, Vadoc was busy this weekend along with his kitschy teammates in the FA Cup final against Taipo. We were there, weren't we, at the Hong Kong Stadium handing out our season review magazines, 1,000 copies of them, more or less gone. Yes, all of them. So if you haven't got one yet, it doesn't look too good for you. But it will be available as a PDF downloadable that you can read on your tablet or your Kindle or your mobile phone. Or you could print it off, ideally, and make your own little magazine. It's up to you. The match itself went as predicted, really. Hot day, slow start, and Kichi won in the end. In fact, it was almost exactly the same as the Sapling Cup final between the two teams at the same venue. A week earlier, Kichi waited out Taipo. Then in the last half hour, two goals put them clear. Once again, Taipo did manage to get one back, but it ended 2-1. 2-1. In the first final, the star man was Fernando, but this time it was very much Jared Lom. But there was some drama in the first half after a few chances for both sides. The drama being a penalty for Kitschi and a very soft one, I have to say. I didn't watch the replay, but it looked like a very, very soft penalty. I watched the replay and it didn't get any less soft. Okay, that's, that's reassuring then. <laughs> uh, it was a coming together, wasn't it, between Eduardo Preyes the typo centre-back and Paulinho of Kichi. Paulinho went down quite easily and got a penalty. But if that were the case, if it was a harsh penalty, then I guess justice was done because Paulinho's lacking penalty was saved by Lee Hon Ho, which meant that the two sides went in nil-nil at the break. And just, I have to give you credit, right? Because you called it. Yeah. Right before the penalty, you said, oh, he's going to save it. And he already saved one before this season, right? Yeah, I think it was against Lee Man. And I, I don't know if there was a second one. Uh, but yeah, uh, it just it just stuck in my mind. And he's had a great season. You know, we've had this discussion last week. Certainly in the top two goalies in the league this season, along with Wang Shenpeng. And he showed again why, why he's, he's, you know, so well thought of with that good save. The scoring was eventually opened by Alex Akande off a delightful Jared Lum cross. Lum chased down a pass right to the byline and managed to jab a perfectly flighted cross onto the six-yard line where there was a striker totally unmarked. Not the first time that's happened to Typo this season. That striker was Akande who headed in. That was in the 73rd minute. Five minutes later, Lum himself added the second from a free kick about 25 yards out. A lovely Kehler into the top right. 
Lee Han Ho did get a hand to it, but it wasn't enough, and it went in for 2 0. With 10 minutes left, Taipo's star man Wong Wai laid off the ball to the other star man, Igor Sartori, who killed a lovely shot in 4 2 1, but to no avail. 2 1 ended. Kichi had a treble. Not the treble. No, not surely the treble would involve a, a senior shield as well, like they got last season. But it is a treble, nonetheless. Well done to them. Great season domestically and a great FA Cup final performance from Jared Lom. Yes, absolutely. And he was also the man of the match eventually. Very well deserved. Yeah, I mean, I particularly liked that little dinked cross for Akande. Really, Akande couldn't really miss after, you know, chasing down that ball. Not easy. It seems that this match could have been a game of farewells for many Kichi players. I think we officially know that it was Lam Wise and Lo Kuan Yi's final games for Kichi. Two players who've been with the club for a long time. And they're quite big moves, symbolically. You know, they're two of the stalwart players for Kichi, two of the Hong Kong-born players that they have. It's, it feels like a kind of passing of, a, of an era in some sense. Yeah, certainly. I think it's the end of an era somehow. Lo Kuan Yi and Lam Kawai were such important players for Kichi over the last few years. But then you could already tell this season that they're not starters anymore and basically became backup players that might have been helpful in the ACL season this year. But honestly, I think that they're still good enough, right, to actually be starters in other teams. So I think the moves are totally understandable. And it appears that they will stay in the Hong Kong Premier League, but most likely go to one of the kitschy rivals. The clubs that have been mentioned here, uh, Lehman, but also R&F or Eastern, that are on the cards to, to sign them. And they're both very good players. The, the spe- I mean, I've always been a big fan of Lam Kar Wai. Good eye for a pass, a very important pass. And um, who else? Uh, Paulinho? He seemed to allude to a move in an Instagram post. Yeah, certainly. So he will not play for Kitchen anymore next season, but also most likely stay in Hong Kong. Could be R&F again. I'm, I'm not sure yet. R&F do have a thing for the naturalized Hong Kong Brazilians. Yeah, it appears like this, but didn't work out last season. Then there's also news that Alex Akande and Sandro are most likely to leave. And it looks like they might actually play across the border in China, either CL1 or CSL. Maybe CL1 is a little bit more likely. And so they will be taking advantage of the relatively new rule, which allows Hong Kong passport holders and Macau passport holders to be considered domestic. And Taiwan passport holders. And Taiwan passport holders as well. I believe they're called Chinese Taipei, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, All of those guys to play as local players. Right. And finally... Uh, man of the season, Christian Vadoc. What about him? What on his future? Uh, once again, the Kitschy fans were singing, we want you to stay. Will he be staying? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but I believe what he also alluded to in the interview, please listen to this, that the negotiations will start after the last match of the season, which was played last Saturday. So I hope we have clarity soon. Yeah, and it would be great to still have him. You know, I think pretty much everyone agrees he's been the, the star of the season so far and he could be very important if Kichi intended to have a stab A at qualifying for the Champions League next season or having a good run in the AFC Cup. So this apparent exodus of at least four, maybe five real long-term Kichi players. I mean Paulinho is an on and off long-term player. Does this mean Kichi are gonna have a big overhaul of the of their squad? Are we gonna see a kind of new look Kichi next year? I very much think so. I believe that they will try to sign quite a lot of new foreign players as well, upgrade what they have at the moment. 
and maybe bring up some of the younger players as well from the squad. So certainly another Kichi that we will see next season, but not necessarily weaker, therefore. <laughs> I actually would expect them to come back stronger. But it is interesting, isn't it? Like, is this, are we players like uh, centre-back Ling Ai Hoi, uh, the forward Cheng Chin Long, are they going to get a uh, real stab at it next season? Is that the impression that you're getting here? Well, I certainly hope so, but then you never know. I hope not that they are loaned out again. <laughs> But yeah, we'll see. We will. There have been some other comings and goings around the league, and we'll talk about them after this break. The Hong Kong Football Podcast comes out every Wednesday. You can make sure you never miss our latest show by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Okay, so Diego Martins is on the move again. Yeah, and that happened very fast. I think like a few hours after the FA Cup final. So probably already had his Salvan shirt under the Typer shirt on that day. I don't know. So yeah, I mean, he was at Pegasus last season. He was Typo this season. He's going to be at Southern next season. Good player. Yes, absolutely. Interestingly, he wasn't really a starter anymore at Taipo over the last season, mainly because Satori was so good. Yeah, I wonder if they were a little surprised by how well Satori did and they weren't quite expecting him to do that, which, yeah, left Diego Martins essentially a bench player for at least the second half of the season. Yeah, and, and that would less likely be the case at Southern. Are we expecting Wellington D'Souza on one wing and Diego Martins on the other? Because that's a dangerous double threat. Yeah, absolutely. Although it begs the question what happened to Marcos Elasbada mm. if he is still in the planning at the moment. Because what they have signed so far, right, together with Tikao, then they've already quite a lot of new attacking players. And the attack was not their weakness, really, over the last season, particularly because of Marcos Elasbada. So I'm not really sure what happens to certain players like him. I guess we'll see. Speaking of their defense, Zesh Raymond has been in the news. Oh, yeah. Seems that he hopes for a position in the package the national team sooner or later yeah he was formerly the captain of the pakistan national team team which was recently well, banned for some kind of nefariousness and it's gonna come back they they intend to to build it up and yeah raymond is gonna at least he told reuters he, he wants to be involved in that setup somehow we'll see what that does to his southern career we don't know if he'll be back next season he's been doing all of his coaching licenses and things like that so he's a qualified coach now and uh, yeah keep an eye on that Typo have lost Diego Martins. That's not such a big deal for them. But are they going to lose some much more important players? Yeah, I think it's not very surprising that players like Tan Chen Lok and Wong Wai are on the watch list of some clubs also outside of Hong Kong. Particularly, Tan Chen Lok seems to be a realistic move into the CSL. R&F have been said to be very interested in him in, in recent weeks. And Wong Wai, I think the club has already confirmed that there has been contact with other clubs about him. So we will see. Of course, it will mean a major change for Taipo as well. And if they have a departure of Wong Wai and Tanjin Lok, then I wouldn't see them anymore near the top two in next season. Yeah, especially Wong this season. But yeah, Tan would also be a massive loss. One thing that is interesting is that I was reading Guangzhou RNF, the, the CSL team, not the HK team, were mentioned in The Economist last week or a couple of weeks ago. And they were talking a lot about how the team has capitalized on its Cantonese identity and as a way of separating itself from the bigger, more famous Evergrande. And do you think there's a kind of incentive for them 
to buy a player like Tan, who is a Hong Konger and therefore Cantonese speaker, and perhaps kind of solidifies that image that they have in that sense? Or am I am I reaching a little bit? No, I think that's that's certainly a possibility. For them, it could be very interesting to sign a Hong Kong player. That was also confirmed to me by an RNF fan that we have spoken recently to. <laughs> And yeah, I think that's certainly part of the strategy to be a Cantonese club, to be a local club, and then Tanjung Log would very much fit into this narrative perfectly. Okay, so is that is that all of the transfer gossip that's on the go at the moment? Anything else you want to throw yeah, out? Yeah, no, I think everything else so far is too much of a rumor that it should find place in this podcast. <laughs> What's Domingos Chan up to? Domingos Chan, probably in his 76th season, I don't know. <laughs> but no, I think he retired last year, right? Didn't he, eventually? I just love his name. No, no, no. Let's not start with this again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, Everton, not the football player, the team from the northwest of England. When they first started, they were known as St. Domingo's FC. Oh yeah, why is that? Uh, they were started by a church in, in Liverpool, in the district of Everton, called St. Domingo's. And it was like a way of keeping the, the local poor, you know, off, off the booze on a Sunday or whatever. Okay. And, and yeah, and so that's why I've always... One, Domingos Chan is just the most Macau name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and two, it, I like I just like the name Domingos. All right. For personal reasons. Well, thanks for this little background story. <laughs> oh, speaking of the brilliantly named Everton Camargo, isn't he on his way? To Eastern? Yeah. Has that happened? Have we already... We have already covered this, I think, uh, weeks ago. Oh, uh, I just wanted to mention Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, he's really risen through the ranks, hasn't he? You know, yeah. he came at BC Glory Sky, proved that he was above that level, went to Yunlong, maybe proved that he was above that level as well, and, and now he's going to be at Eastern. Anyway, moving on. The season's over now. Yeah. That's it. This is like the last five minutes of Hong Kong football podcast that's going to happen for a while. Anything, <laughs> anything you want to say? Yeah, in a, in a way you have seen it coming, right? How the season would go. I think three months in, we knew, uh-oh. Right, it it will be a very one-sided season. Three months, three games. <laughs> yeah, well, like I, I, we gave it a little bit more time eventually, but yeah, um, we milked it. We, try, we tried to. Pegasus could win hope. the league. <laughs> Typo could win the league. Well, you thought it could happen, no? For Pegasus, at least. Uh, it was just my journalistic duty to keep saying it. Right, but it, yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. I think generally the the football quality was as good as last season what we have seen on the pitch but other than this in terms of uh, attendance in terms of the missed rivalry with the absence of south china in terms of the lack of title contenders that made it very clear who is going to win the league by the end of december all this has damaged a little bit the excitement and i think it became most obvious at the FA Cup final, where only a little bit more than 3,000 people came out. And compared to the previous seasons, that's a very, very low turnout for an FA Cup final. That maybe has to do with the scheduling, right? You have two cup finals in a row that have the same teams, maybe also to do with the heat. But in general, also, when you talk to people, they also felt that there is a lack of real challenges at the moment that can realistically beat Kitchi. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because, of course, after Kitchi, the, the, the two best teams have been Taipo and Pegasus. And they have had good... So Taipo have lost three times 2-1 to Kitchi, right? Pegasus got a draw against them. It feels like it's kind of like so close, but also so far. Like It's like, yeah, you got a 2-1, but it never looked like you were going to win. Well, actually, Taipo once did look like they were going to beat Kitchi in the league, but... It always had this like inevitability to it, didn't it? That the, the Kitchi were going to get back into the game, the Kitchi were going to win. 
And of course, not to take away from Kitchi and, and their achievements and the way they've organised their club over the past few seasons that have given them this dominance. However, it's just disappointing, isn't it? And, and long term, if this were to happen again next season, you're actually going to have a serious issue in terms of fan interest. Speaking of fan interest, we have to we have to remedy something we did last week where we basically almost confirmed that Yunlong are going down. And there was a last minute twist in this story that they will stay up eventually. So it seems that they found a new backer that will give them new financial support for next season. So they will stay up. That was the latest that they have also informed the Hong Kong FA about this. And that's great news. It Some is. great news, at least. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a, a just yet another kind of blow to the Premier League if they dropped out. As we've, we've said in the past, one of the most popular clubs in Hong Kong. Really good club with community links. Nice away day. You want to go up to Yunlong Stadium. So, yeah, that's, that's great news, even though they've lost all of their players. Right. Uh, maybe and Fabio can continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fabio, you know, they've lost their players, they've lost their coach. Fabio might stick around, come out of retirement. So what that means is that Hoi King are coming up from Division 1. Yunlong are going to stay. What does that mean for Rangers? Well, if you go by the rule book, right, they would have to go down. Nah, who cares about the rules? Exactly. <laughs> We're in Hong Kong, so we don't know. Probably we won't know until the end of July what is really going to happen. If we have 11 teams, do we have 12 teams, do we have I'm not whatever. Doing it. I'm not doing another <laughs> season with an odd number of teams. Okay. I I mean, look, of course, I'm not saying that we'll, we'll quit the podcast, but... <laughs> Oh, God, come on. That's like the basic requirement of a league, have an even number of teams. Like, seriously, that's just that's just my thoughts on it. No, uh, it's, not it's, that it's I in any way point. want Rangers to go. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, of course, very historic club. Uh, not really pulling their weight in terms of attendances recently. They've had a couple of poor seasons. But the director seems to be still motivated. He just recently posted a picture with Rangers till I die. As always, Philip Lee. Right. The redoubtable Philip Lee. Any other business? Is that it? Is that it? I think that's the end of end of the final wow. Hong Kong football podcast of the season. Spectacularly unspectacular. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with your summer? Well, now that I have all this free time, right, yeah. where I don't have to do the podcast, wow, I haven't even thought about it. There's just bold new vistas of yeah. opportunity opening up. Suddenly 80 more hours per week that I can spend <laughs> on something else. Oh, I've, yeah, I mean, it's hot now, right? It's not the best to do stuff outside. The which, World Cup yeah. is coming soon. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. Who are you going to support? I'll be neutral, I think. I, I don't, neutral, really? Yeah, sorry. I don't like the England team. If Hong Kong were there, I'd be supporting Hong Kong, but uh, the England team has been uninspiring for most of my life. Are you going to be supporting Austria? <laughs> 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 no, oh. I will support every team that plays against Germany. I <laughs> okay, well, on that note, listeners, have a good summer. We'll see you next season we'll be back sometime in august i guess while you have all this time on your hands go and listen to that christian vadoch interview which we did it's it's just the next on this list on your podcast app just underneath this one or maybe just above this one i don't know until next season take care hope your team wins in the world cup bye 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 bye